That's perfect timing because I think the band's done. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Wait, let me get this below me, like Joe Rogan style. Right, because we're, we're like on the third floor of the building where there's a bar on the first floor of the building. Yes. And there's a band playing right now, so we can kind of hear the band as we record this. And the irony is that band is the band you just heard, because that is the band that did our theme song. Is, is that irony? A coincidence? I think it's more coincidence. In America, irony is coincidence. Yeah, that's, that's how true. we treat it. That's what we do. Um, but a lot of people will say, the purists mm-hmm. will say there's nothing. The only thing ironic about the song ironic is that the song is called ironic. Indeed. Although the line when he's crashing and says, isn't this nice, is actual irony. Because mm. he's using the word nice for a meaning other than his original intention, mm-hmm. which I learned from Futurama. Nice. That is irony. <laughs> Ladies and, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is all good, man. The better, better call Saul podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how's it going? Good, Brian. Thank you. See, we had to add the pause. <laughs> you got to have the pause. It, yeah, it, it tricks some people on a regular basis. So we're actually going to talk episode five hundred four. Namaste. Uh, oh, namaste to you too, sir. I'll, I'll be a super late man. What a weird week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking ben. Well, we kind of brought it up upon ourselves with the title of our last preview of the prior episode. Yeah, Corona with the virus. Yes. Yeah, I'll take full responsibility for that. Karma with yeah. a vengeance. Totally. Just so much <laughs> going on and everybody's freaking out and then it's just hard to get together. So Yeah, and if you guys so you're probably at home on quarantine listening to our podcast. Yeah, so thank and you. The oddest the oddest thing uh, is that we haven't got this uh episode five screener yet. Yeah, that's weird. We've been talking about that that uh I this feel like has that's happened, happened a few times before. Yeah, and it's usually when they're hiding something big. Yeah. I think the Chuck meltdown in the courtroom was yeah. like that. And uh, I don't know about any other ones offhand. I don't know. But, yeah, not offhand, but I, I feel like it's not unprecedented. Yeah. Five usually peaks. It's halfway mm-hmm. through the season. It usually has a nice, uh, intense scene or two, and then they bring it back down, and then they bring it back up for the end. Right. And then you know, we, we never get the finale. Right. Never get the finale. I'm sure real media outlets get the finale, but we never get the finale. Right. We are a faux outlet or a foutlet, as I like to call yeah, it. Yeah. If you will. If We're you will. F- I, I kind of think now that we've been through like four uh, AMC reps, and the original guy has uh, such moved on. I think he's working for Netflix now. Nice. But um, they're probably looking at their list of like, editors and entertainment outlets and then they're probably like nothing in brian <laughs> brian from it's all good. who the fuck are these people uh what is that some kind of like tv installation company out in uh, texas or <laughs> <laughs> right oh i got that guy's card he hung my tv the other day <laughs> <laughs> fucking saul fucking saul in san antonio fucking saul in san antonio yeah so anyway we're talking about episode 304, and it's... It's, it's episode been, 504. Sorry, episode 504, and it's been um, it's it's been a bit since we watched it. It's been a bit since we've been able to get together. Yeah, Everybody's we, freaking out about this whole coronavirus thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so Dave and I are sitting uh, at Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Isolated. Wonderful isolated Third City Sound. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's quarantined, <laughs> if you will. Although there's probably like 100 people downstairs on one tiny little bar, but yeah, at least the music's loud. Yeah, we have that is, going for us. It's, we can definitely feel the good vibrations. Yeah, so yeah. so we're gonna, we're going to give our thoughts on this episode. We hope that you give your thoughts. I know uh, people have been hitting us up on Twitter, and I don't have any specific responses. Dave and I are going to try to do better, uh, but everything's just kind of odd. I do have one. Right now I'm currently pulling up on Twitter. Okay. Uh, somebody brought up some stuff. I think it was Ekmir. Mm-hmm. I said Ekmir and Ekmeyer, and he responded with, "You pronounced it correctly." So one of those two pronunciations. Nice. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you so just pronounce it up. every way possible. You're about right. to get it eventually. That's right. I can remember. Like Joe, Qu- Joe, Joe Quinn? John Quinn? Phoenix? Joe Quinn Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a, a meeting today with a, um, a, a, a band mm. that I'm going to record uh-huh. of high school seniors. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, the the front man, the the contact, the guy that met with me, his name is Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. And I called him three different variations of that, and I was just talking to Bill, who owns this studio, and he's making fun of me because I couldn't pronounce Joaquin, but he's like, just like the actor, and I'm like, 
I've been calling him Joe Queen Phoenix since I saw Gladiator. Right. <laughs> as a joke, but it's gotten to the point where I cannot pronounce it. Right. It just doesn't register. Yeah. So yeah. all of you, it's you know muscle memory at this point. So all of you Joaquins out there, mm-hmm. sorry, not sorry for offending you. Yeah. All six of you <laughs> out there. <laughs> yes. Tell your friends, especially you know if everybody's going to be at home doing nothing. So yeah. Okay. I have the tweet that I pulled up that we can get to when it is appropriate. And it is from Ekmeyer. Ekmeyer. Rick Meyer. And he says... <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick Meyer is my favorite Bears quarterback because he's colorblind and everybody was like, you can't have a colorblind quarterback. It's like, one Why? team wears white, the other one wears a color. That's yeah. not that hard to pick <laughs> right, out. Right. He's going to throw it to the gray team. Um, oh, it actually is appropriate because it's referring to the first scene. Mm-hmm. He's talking about in the first four minutes, there's three threes. You get bells, bowling balls, toothpaste, spits. Mm-hmm. Inferred symbol for the pawn shop was three gold balls. Nice. Namaste three was the license plate. Nice. I would like to add there's three holes in a bowling ball. Nice. And uh, lots of pair ups and duos and a doppelganger as well. I'm waiting for the insider podcast to see if they're mentioned. So, yeah, good call pointing out all the threes. I responded with, well, three is the magic number. I like that. Um, I like that he would notice that. I'm also in the squeaky chair, by the way, everybody. So no, they could just be the, the engineer's chair is very <laughs> I like squeaky. that he would notice that. Though. Yeah, that was very astute because we noticed it. We mentioned, but I think we got as far as like the three bells mm-hmm. and three balls. Yeah. Um, but I didn't notice like the pawn shop logo and uh, the Namas three being in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he might have knocked on Mr. Acker's door three times. At first, I was kind of hoping when he walked into the uh, pawn shop that he was, for whatever reason, trying to find um, like an Alpine Shepherd boy. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's trying to find the fucking <laughs> figurine. That would have been a great callback. Yeah, but that everybody knows that's the most expensive of the figurines. Yeah, and I, I would like to say, and I, uh, I, well, it's not a spoiler because anybody that's listened to this has already seen it. I'm pretty sure I said, uh, as he's like exercising like the weight of it and trying to toss it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure before anything happened, I was like, I think he's probably going to throw that through the window of, of Howard's house. You did say that too. Yeah. As far as I remember, it's been two weeks, but yeah. Yeah. I um, don't know if I said car or house, but I definitely remember being like, oh. You might have just said a window. Yeah. So if you, if you if we go with that, then you were 100% right. You went yeah. through a window. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A spiteful little bitch. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. I just figured that was like a totally immature thing that... that that he would a little do bit. because like one of the whole thing like lore of his character is that he shit through a sunroof oh that's right that that's another like that's almost a callback to jimmy's track record of abuse to automobiles mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's got to knock that off didn't he tear his car apart too when his coffee mug wouldn't fit or something too or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah that that uh jimmy saw goodman <clears throat> mcgill gene he sure he, yeah. he sure hates locomotion Oh, and I think if there's one thing he can't stand is the combustion engine. A lot of people don't know that, but that's a, that's a huge Well, thing. you know, he was a horsebacker. His family had a lot of stock in the horse industry. Right, right. And, uh, you know, it took mm-hmm. a big hit when, uh, when yeah. you know, powered horses came and through, about. Through many generations, like, he's just trying to extract his vengeance on. It's uh, that lifelong uh, vengeance, ven- not vengeance, I stole your word. It's that lifelong feud with the Ford family, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of Hank. It's almost like that, that show Ozark. You ever see Ozark? Yes, I have. Like the whole thing is like the hillbilly family, right? Is is, is mad over a deed to their <laughs> land from like ten generations ago or something? Hey man, Hatfield's McCoy is still going on, right? Yeah, I think they're buddies now. Ah, uh, I think they're buddies now. I think things got out of hand in there. Buried the hatchet, if you will. What was it over a pig? Something like so that. So the legend goes, it was over something dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, college rivalries are over like jugs and right, you know, mascots and stuff. Right. So, um. So that's what I totally thought off the get go. It, it was, you know, what I got to say for this episode, I, um, I really like this episode. I did too. We 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 noticed. We talked about that after the episode that we we liked it. Uh, I listened to the Insider podcast, and I may mention a few things. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the benefits of this being so late is I got to steal a bunch of stuff from the Insider podcast. <laughs> nice, nice. Or just get some more stuff to throw at you guys that don't listen to the Insider podcast. If you've already listened to it, then mm-hmm. sorry, but yeah. Um, where was I going with that? You listened to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you once heard. Oh, that we liked it. And yeah. Uh, 
they mentioned on that podcast, his train's back on the tracks. This was a, he's written for the show before, but his first time directing an episode, mm-hmm. and it's the same writer-director. Mm-hmm. So they might be able to have a better feel to it. Yeah. And he started on Breaking Bad, so he's been with the franchise for a long time. Yeah, it, it, again, about, about what was that, like episode two or three? Like, it, it wasn't a bad episode. It was just like so much like, I still, like, for some reason, it just still bugs me that he somehow snuck into the building and then out the back door. Yeah. And it was like a huge drug bust. Yeah, that's. It just seems such a lapse of. Albuquerque's finest. But but as I think about it, I think they just kind of went for it. You know what I mean? They're just like, you know what? Suspension of. Disbelief. Belief. Yeah, you know, right? Like, it's just like, look, we got to get a way for him to get out of there. So, like, he just fucking gets out of there. Yeah, it's an easy ride out. They've done it before. Yeah. We've, we've talked that minutiae to death yeah i guess yeah but anyway yeah. there you go i thought he was trying to find alpine shepherd boy then i called it that he probably chuck it through a window and yeah i had no idea what to think what what, what the hell i figured some sort of va- vandalism but mm-hmm. yeah then the opening was what the cell phone dr- cell phone cell phone drawer i'd like to take this moment to point out we are doing this episode live yeah we're, we're just going <laughs> we're just uh, no editing on no this editing one. on this one hopefully okay, unless we say something obscenely Right, that could get us in trouble or because if, everybody will ruin your life nowadays. Yeah, I was actually somewhat nervous because I said I hate Reddit. I was like, "Yeah, what if some <laughs> chump?" Well, Major League said it best: "The hell with it. Nobody's listening anyway." Yep, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're trying to do this live, and I may mix up the levels if the levels are bad. I'll, I'll redo it. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to get this out as fast as possible mm-hmm. for you guys. Mm-hmm. So flubs and all. Yeah, absolutely. So the second scene, oh, I guess the first scene of the episode proper. Got to see some sweet salt ass. Finally. Finally. Finally got, got to see <laughs> Jimmy naked. Unbelievable. We've been yearning for so long. <laughs> for so long. Actually, in a weird way, that kind of surprised me. Yeah, me too, honestly. I was like, ah, like yeah. H- HBO all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> At the what, very least, we're like NY- prime time showtime. NYPD Saul. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was just the like, ah, like I, I don't yeah. feel like they've ever went down that not with this show. before it was just kind of like whoa hey all right, right. Cool. i think we saw him with his shirt off in the pool but that might not even been the case yeah but it, it just seems weird i mean like if you were watching a normal like even like a sitcom like something shitty like the big bang theory or something like right. that like it's not uncommon for him to have like like you know like tv nudity mm-hmm. you know like yeah barebacks and stuff. but i guess i just never saw that in better call Saul before so i was like right oh, what a what an odd Odd well, direction. They had to show the the results of the drunken bottle throwing. Apparently, mm-hmm. that leads to love yeah. making. Yeah, as it as it always does. As it always does. As it always does. That's why I have two kids. Right. <laughs> Through two bottles in your life. Yeah, you know, I've, <laughs> I've tossed a few. That's how I got kicked out of a state. Dave, you were there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, you are. A, you are. Yeah. A long, long story short. Um, long story short, I threw a very big bottle off a very high balcony into a very busy intersection. And then a very mad police officer escorted three very young idiots out of a very eastern state. <laughs> two two of those statements, I think you're taking liberties. You think so? It wasn't very high. Okay. It was third floor. Okay. And well, that's thirty feet. It wasn't very busy the moment you threw it. Right. <laughs> it got really busy right after you threw it. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this isn't that busy. And then all of a sudden there's like all these cars and mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh let the record show I didn't get arrested. Yes. And we have an awesome story to this day. Let the record show that we told the cop we were drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said, go home. And we said, we'll find a hotel. And he said, no, go home. Yeah, it was very like, not footloose, but it was very like a... <laughs> Typical but, 80s teenage movie, I teenage guess. Teenage movie, like, yeah, like, like, you're in the wrong town, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like drummed us out. We, almost, su- we pretty much got railroaded. I'm, pretty su- I'm surprised they didn't call us Yankees. Right. Because <laughs> it was... A southeastern city. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what? A, uh, just I guess on a side note, fuck it, we're doing it live. But uh, like on a side note, um, <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. This is the Bill O'Reilly episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I was also regaling my folks at work about the time I got arrested years and years ago. And um, uh, long story short, I was a 19 year old kid that got busted drinking on spring break, and when the <laughs> police officer asked me. I didn't hesitate because I had already planned for this. I, yeah. I brought money specifically in case I got arrested <laughs> drinking underage on spring break. So uh-huh. I was like, you know, are you are you drinking? And uh, like, there's a whole another story that leads up to this. But long story short, he's like, are you drinking? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how old are you? Nineteen. And he's like, well, you know, I have to arrest you. I'm like, 
that's fine. I brought money for this. And I remember him being <laughs> like, you brought money to get arrested? I'm like, yeah, always be prepared, right? Like, Boy Scouts, like, totally just playing it off. Yeah. And they put me in, like, the paddy wagon with all these other spring break kids that they bust in. There was, like, the the some chick crying. And uh, I remember sitting in the back of the wagon, and it had a typical, like, the little window where you could talk, you know, the people driving could look into the back. Uh-huh. And I was just like, hey! I'm like, this thing has lights and sirens, right? And like, yeah. I'm like, I've never been arrested before. I'm like, turn that shit on. Like, I was like, let's do this. So, that, by the way, in the middle of that, Dave did something to his pen and just shot a piece of his pen probably a good 15 feet across the studio. I was. How did you I, even do that? I was messing with the clip that clips, uh-huh. you know, clips onto the yeah. paper, and I was just pressing it against itself, and it snapped off. And somehow so flew over and behind you. Then. The arm of it just snapped. It the way it broke, it snapped behind. It went behind me. Yeah. Thank God I'm wearing glasses. Yeah. Good thing. Safety first. Safety. Safety, safety first. first. Yeah. So anyway, I was re- I was regaling them, uh, regaling them with the tail, and I was telling them, oh man, I even uh, like the police were pretty nice. Uh, they bought me Chinese food, I think, because I kept them entertained, and I used to have a. Uh, <laughs> A Polaroid of the police officer that, like, because <laughs> I remember, officer. like, as they were bringing me into the station, you know, I was like, um, I'm like, hey, can we get a picture together if you're taking our picture? And he's like, yeah. So I had, like, I was handcuffed and I took a picture with the police officer and I pulled up the police report for them because I still to this day find it funny. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, it's like I got arrested for that, but but then, like, literally, like, railroaded out of a state, right? <laughs> they, they didn't have time for us. Right. Something told me it wasn't their first call to that apartment, or at least the complex. Mm-hmm. It was the second time we got them in trouble that week. Yeah. And? Right, yeah. <laughs> and well, the third, speaking of threes, the third thing that we did to them they were not happy about. Yeah, well, you know, shit happens when you party. So, shit happens when you party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have more bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, so we got to see, like, Saul and... And all that, and uh, he's getting ready for lunch with Howard. So uh, one thing, uh, Kim. Kim did what Brian didn't do and swept up the bottles. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, she no, swept wait. the sweeping bottles. When though. you did that, the girls in the apartment went down and swept up the bottles. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. See, women know their place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, she sucks at sweeping, though. Yeah, well, you know, I remember making note game. of that. I mean, she was conducting, like, a business call, and she was trying to go over mm-hmm her notes and stuff for her upcoming meeting or whatever. And I just remember thinking like, you know, you missed a whole pile of glass there. I think they prepared us for this by showing that like, like Kim worked, worked hard with her brain. Mm-hmm. Jimmy hustled his way through the mail room and like the labor stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's not used to, she it's not like she was ever like an intern that swept the floors. I like how, um, Oh, you can't see the face I'm making. That was my, I don't know what I'm talking about. Face. <laughs> I like how <laughs> his his eyes were very shifty back and yes. forth. Um, I I I also like how Jimmy was like, oh, well, you know, that's why you pay rent. <laughs> he just kind of like screwed it off and left it for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one of the many services that apartment complex provides. Well, as somebody that works for an apartment complex owner, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes we have to do that. Yeah. We've yeah. definitely thrown a lot of things into the dumpsters and cleaned up the parking lots for the tenants because my friend runs a very tidy business. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Nice. Yes. So, next scene goes on, and we see the return of Bill and Ted. Yep, the 50% off kids, as I like to call them. Yeah. yeah. Bill and Ted, or uh, the Hamburglar and his buddy Grimace, I guess. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally dressed like the Hamburglar when we first met him. Um, I do like that. Saul was pretty blatant about like, well, just lie. Yeah. Just lie. Taking advantage of that client lawyer privilege. Confidentiality? Right, yeah, because they can't have recordings or anything. I think they call it privilege, client lawyer privilege or whatever the term is. The fact that it can't be repeated. Yeah. I don't know. The one time I was in court, I represented myself and I won and it was fucking awesome. Well, look at you, Mr. Undefeated. Yeah, that's right. Never lost a law case. So, like, if you need representation, <laughs> I basically stared him down. It, it was basically a dispute of I paid my portion of the rent, my roommate didn't, and then oh, yeah, yeah. the roommate's whole thing was, well, I owe like fifteen hundred dollars, so just pay half of that, and we could let this go. And I'm like, no, no, I paid my part. I'm like, I ain't paying for shit. And the the, the like lawyer tried to strong arm me, and I'm like. 
What are they going to do? Lock me up for the weekend? I'm like, it's a matter of principle. I, I going... keep bail money in my pocket. Didn't you <laughs> listen to my last right. story? Ask Daytona Beach, 2000 <laughs> fucking. Or 1999, maybe, I guess. I was, or 2000, yeah. So, um, the long story short, I'm a pretty good lawyer, and I should have charged $4,000 to whoever, that's, I guess that, myself. That's why you've had all this legal insight so far in, yeah, a sh- exactly. in a podcast about a show about a lawyer. Right, right, right. You've had all this legal insight because you're an amazing attorney. I- exactly. You know, it's uh, one of my hidden talents. Uh, you know what they say, the man who represents himself has, uh, I don't know, not a fool for a client. <laughs> I was, <laughs> no, trying, it was to spin, like, trying to spin it because it's the fool for a client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say has an amazing for a client. Well, this is what I, we had at the show, folks. I probably wouldn't have pulled that move if I didn't know I was 100% of the right. But right. I, oh, I had absolutely. Re- I had receipts, but I remember them. And I remember like telling the judge, I was like, because like it's basically like an arbitration, and like they would pull you aside and then have a room, and it was like this, asshole, this asshole and his like lawyer, who probably wasn't even a lawyer himself. It was probably like one of his dad's friends who just happened to own a suit. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not paying shit. And I remember like going back to the court, and I was just like, uh, I'm I'm just telling everybody right now, I'm not paying another dime. I'm like, I will not pay another dime. I don't know where this is gonna go. Right. I'm here. I will not pay another dime. I don't care what comes out of this. If you I'm, give an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. And, and like, in for a penny, in for a pound. And like, about like the fifth time of me saying that, it was like everybody in the little room just kind of collectively, like, <sighs> <laughs> this like, guy's not giving in. Right. And then, so eventually, this like uncle lawyer friend of his dad who owns a suit or whatever he was supposed to be, he was just like, <laughs> Your Honor, we'll just, if we just call right now, we'll just cut a check for the $1,700. And I'm like, Why? We've been here for two hours. All fucking day, just, just feel like you should have just done that from the get go. Right, but they wanted to save money. Right, but like, how much money did you save? You right, know? exactly. It's, it's same Menards. So fucking dumb. So fucking. And I also saved that guy from getting shot by a cop. So really, I should yes. have charged him. In today's climate, he probably would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all sorts of stories, folks. <laughs> He's, that guy is on my. Uh, you have received a Facebook friend request from list that I haven't responded to. Mm. I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, I'm sure because this doesn't. is live. I'm not cutting it out. Right. <laughs> so yeah, then so he he talks the kids into paying the full amount or at least half of it now mm-hmm. and something like that. Four thousand dollars total, and he's like, get your money from your granny or your uncle. Yeah, he was really kind of turning the screws. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was like, like pony up. Right. Pony up. He's really kind of because they were all like, "We'll, we'll just get the free lawyer," and he was like, "Get a public pretender." Yeah. He, you know, he would have had petty with a prior guy. Right. Yeah. Like he was uh, very indignant. Actually, he probably would have had Petty with the prior guy, which would have been awesome. Yeah, maybe maybe he still will. That'd be awesome to see. Like, a, what if he ends up represent like right? Know, yeah, never, like they face off. Like, I'd like to see some yeah. scenario where like Saul well, Goodman, Jimmy's not a prosecutor, so they would never face off. They're both defenders. Yeah, you think I would know that being like world class lawyer? Right, right? exactly. <laughs> right. In, in your case, were you the defendant or the plaintiff? Exactly. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I'm free, and I didn't cost me a dime. And also, you were on the People's Court one time. And I was on the People's Court for like six episodes as a street pundit. (laughs) See, I have all sorts of legal expertise. Have you done jury duty? I haven't done jury duty. I have not either. Damn, I wish one of us had done jury duty. No, I I always like to think that I would just walk in like during jury selection and be like, just be like, man, I've always wanted to see a man fry. <laughs> <laughs> we do know a guy that pulled the 12 Angry Men, as long as we're getting off topic a bunch on this show. Really? Uh, yeah. He shares the name of the professional wrestler who's known for the spear. Ah, uh, yeah. Yokozuna. And, uh, Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he told everybody he was he was in on jury duty in college, and it was a case of like somebody sleeping in the car with the keys on, and mm-hmm. he pulled like, we are not leaving this room until everybody lets this guy go because this is total bullshit. Yeah, and he was that stubborn asshole, and then everybody eventually gave in to his strong arming and he pulled the toll of angry man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> all you got to do, see, all you got to do is just be a little bit belligerent, right? <laughs> and a lot of times, it's like when I moved back from, like, I beat the DMV one time because when I moved back from Florida back to Illinois, they're like, "Well, you're coming back from out of state, so not only do you got to renew your license, but you have to do a road test." And I had been there for three hours. I didn't have to do that when I came back from California. Well, when I came back wow. from Florida, I did, and I was like. I'm not doing a road test. I'm like, I've been here all day, and I just started like, I'm not doing a fucking road test. I drove here. That's my road test. I'm alive. Right. <laughs> and then um, the lady at the counter, like literally, again, just kind of sighed. 
And she's just like, sir, just go over there and take the written test. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even take the written test. No? And I had a full-on California license. Yeah. I didn't take the road test in California, but I took the written test, passed it because I'm smart. They do have different rules over there. Then when I came back, I just renewed my license for Illinois. Oh, man. I had to go through the whole shebang. Wow. No. I, I might have had the eye test. Yeah. I might have had the paper test. I think I did have the paper test. Now did that you? I think okay, about so it. Yeah, yeah, the written test. Yeah, yeah. So. the paper test. So yeah, so if you need legal test. advice, hit me up at ISGM Podcast right. on Twitter, and I'll, I'll do uh, I'll do the best I can for you. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, name is Brian, and I believe in justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least you don't have a you don't share a name with a famous lawyer with terrible commercials. Do you? Yes. Peter Francis Geraci. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a national thing. If anybody knows Peter Francis Geraci, my last name's Francis. I get David Francis Geraci a lot. Oh, gotcha. It I always get um, crazy. I always share a name with the waste disposal company. Yeah. Like a big family in that. And I'm yep. like, no, I don't know these people. <laughs> like There's I, also a Groot one that I want to spray I am on. Oh, every on every I fucking dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> on Groot waste disposal. I am Groot. I just yep. watched both those movies. So anyway, it was good to see it was good to see Saul turn to screw. Yes. It was nice. Yes. Some punk ass kids like a lesson. That. Then we finally get to see lunch with Howard. Yeah, lunch with Howard. Still not a lot of screen time this. The P Fab. Yeah. I don't know if he's busy or just not that big of a part of the maybe like the, the following half. events are gonna lead to Yeah. He's gotta have a confrontation with Jimmy. Yeah. Or Saul or I wasn't whatever. sure where he was going because he called it he's like, Tell me about Saul Goodman. I was Yeah. Like, I was like, did he invite him to lunch just to be an asshole? <laughs> right. Because he, so we even kind of had a small debate about this. Like, did, is it, because they have to practice under their name. Mm-hmm. Right. His the, practicing name. No, you have to practice under your name. I thought under he, under your legal name. I thought he explained it in he said that. He changed his name. I thought he just said he changed his legal. Did you say legal name? Okay. So I thought he said business legally name. He changed his name. I was thinking his business name. But you can't do that as a lawyer. You have to practice under your name. That's why there's no like Walmart Lawyers Incorporated or like yeah, you know what I mean. There's no like Sunshine Law. You know, like it's 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 always like Hmm. somebody somebody Esquire. Yeah, like that's why like partner names. It's like John Smith, Jim Smith, and Wesson, and Wesson, (laughs) and Wesson. Yes, yes. But but anyway, I, I think they're straight much, shooters for you, right? Because I thought that's what he, I thought he changed his name. I thought that was just a business thing. I'm, I need to watch the episode again. Honestly, mm-hmm. we probably should have done that before we recorded. But either way, uh, like, yeah, Howard is trying to get in just to see what Jimmy's all about right now. I like that Jimmy um, saw whatever um, referred to himself as a life raft. What's really funny is when we started this show, we kept calling him Saul when he was actually Jimmy, and now he's Saul, and we keep calling him Jimmy. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. backwards. But yeah, I didn't catch the live. We were putting that. We're putting that game down, flipping it and reversing. Yeah, it. Yeah, we done flipped it and reversed it. Is we, it worth it? We done changed up the game, son. He's not tip a different game yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's also the last line of defense for the little guy. Mm-hmm. This is why you know he quit Davis in Maine, which he mentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was a kind of an asset. So like. <laughs> My my thoughts on this scene is like uh, Howard goes into uh, about like how uh, HHM did Jimmy wrong mm-hmm. and all this, and then the, but he, then he started explaining so many major plot points through the series. Mm-hmm. I actually have in my notes here. I'm like, oh sweet, the scene is pretty much a clip show. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> just thinking that I didn't. It's, it's bringing up all the pivotal prop plot yeah. points from the past seasons, which I didn't put that together in my head. I wish I would have thought of that too. That's funny. This is like the solver that. The Vince Gilligan version of a clip show. Right, yeah. Let's bring you up to speed, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is where I wasn't sure how sincere Howard was being. So I listened to the Insider Podcast, as I mentioned, and totally, totally sincere. There's a good little tidbit about that scene that I'm not going to repeat because it's not my show. But, you know, if you guys want to hear check out the Insider Podcast podcast is patrick fabian right (laughs) the the insider podcast patrick fabian is on it talks a lot about this scene and uh there's some good nuggets in there Mm -hmm. smash cut we see Paige and uh, chip chipperson or whatever the hell his name is kevin kevin (laughs) but what's his name in anchorman 
I know it's not the same actor. It's not the same guy. But Champ. he reminded me of Champ Kind. Champ Kind, yeah. So. Whammy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paige and Champ Kind are meeting with Kim at uh, Mesa Verde. Whammy. <laughs> so I keep doing that now. And uh, Kim goes for it. She's trying to make the uh, the case as to why they should buy new property and let this sit. Yeah. Dump. And uh, Paige is not having it. No, no. It's uh, they're very. I like just how shitty and bitchy Paige looked throughout this entire thing, like, right? Because they're like kind of friends, right? Right. I they, they were like, but obviously this is her family's business, so she's just like, oh, fucking, right? Fucking bitch. Like seriously. Like yeah, why 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 are you doing this? Why why are you dragging us through this? Because this is really, from their perspective, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Those cold-hearted bankers. Yeah. See, the guy from Nothing But Trouble is right. Bankers. Well, you Drop know, I mean, I mean, they got a point. I mean, the laws, you know, being a world-renowned lawyer such as myself, I yeah. mean, it is their property that they own. It right. is in the lease. Remember that they could buy them out plus a multiplier. Right. They've they've the made property. them a, a very fair offer over market value, which most places do. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had happened to his property. Yeah. And I believe you were involved in that case as well. Yeah, well, you know. Because he was going to fight, and you were like, no, Mr. Acker's going to, you know, yeah. 10 years from now, is going to have a hard time with this as an example of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a good plan, though. It shows Kim's creativity. She wants to do right. She's trying to do it legally and yeah. fair and actually probably beneficial, and she might even have a really good idea. Yeah. You know, uh, which might make her more jaded. Yeah, but at the end, you know, they're just going to. No dice. They're just going to move along with spot 1102. Spot, I didn't write down details, but I just put Mr. Acker, no dice. Nope, not having it. Moving nope. along with spot 1102. Kevin is, uh, Kevin's pretty set on that. Yeah. So then we cut to. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing at my notes on this scene because it says Mike and Stacy, he wants to apologize for Kaylee. The spiral continues. Next scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for some reason, I think I wrote this in real time. It, it must. Uh, these were my entire notes for the scene. Uh, Stacy is leaving the house like an uppity ass bitch. <laughs> Mike is insistent on watching Kaylee. Mike obviously losing it. There you go. See? I don't know why Same. I called her an uppity ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of my first. We impression. we should she's have totally on the right. Like as as yeah. a dad, like somebody yells at Mike. Like he, he's obviously unstable. Right. Right. Like you know, I'd I'd be way less. Well, your grandma does watch your your grandma. The kids' grandma does watch them. Great grandma. Oh, that's great grandma. My, uh, my she's kids, so sweet. I forget that's a great grandma. She's so crazy. sweet and so old, but she's so sweet. So it's like you can't my even kids relate to that. Have three out of four of their great grandparents still alive? Good lord, I have one grandparent alive. I've never met my grandparents. <laughs> I've never met my grandparents. Isn't that insane? Weird. Yeah. Like I, I always tell them, like, that's so crazy. And you like, you didn't start particularly young either. Like no, you know, it's not like everybody was seventeen, right? Yeah, know? huh? Fucking longevity, nuts, right? man. Longevity. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably die like next year, but like, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know, I think I think my wife's got got a good run ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. I, I was gonna say that that maybe I kind of want to have the actress that plays Stacy on the show because mm-hmm. we kind of just rip on that character a lot for no reason right like we always rip she's on actually Stacey. very wholesome and right a, such a good mother and then yeah here i am and she's been through hell yeah you know Stacey lost her husband in a tragic like ass bitch <laughs> what a dick i'm a dick uh, what a dick yeah well moving on <laughs> anyway here's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> today is gonna be the so then yeah then this is where uh kim goes to see jimmy see, that would have been a perfect time for you to pick up the guitar that was sitting right next to you I'll try it again. I could do it. Is All it right. too late? No. Is it too late? Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> uh. Remix. <laughs> Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Now we can get sued for copyright infringement. Yeah. Joke's on you. I don't have shit. <laughs> sue me. What are you going to do? Sue me for debt? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> that was terrible. And also, I was supposed to cape with the second fret, and I didn't, huh? Kim uh, Kim enters the courtroom. I was just thinking about how I can go back and edit that. Oh. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no edits, Dave. 
All right, fine. Or whatever you want to do. We'll see. Fuck it, yeah. We'll just leave right. it. So Kim enters the courtroom, and at first I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, she somehow went from the meeting at Mesa Verde, but she's just there to observe and support. This was also explained a little better on the Insider Podcast that mm-hmm. I didn't really put it together, but I'm going to talk about that now because sure. she wants Jimmy to help out with her plan, but she wants to see him in action first to see. She wants to see the full saw. Uh-huh. She wants to see the full Monty to know if she's still willing to get involved with him. In any okay. other sense. That's kind of how I interpreted too. Like I, 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 I didn't think it was planned. That's why she sat way in the back. Yeah. yeah. But um and Saul has the defendant, like uh, you know, like uh he's in there talking about he grabbed the money and he could point out the guy. And I, I think I remember being like, <laughs> like, that's the most generic looking dude ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think at both, like as it just kept going on, we were you were like He's totally in the back of the room, and he's like, because the defendant is sitting in the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do like I do like that, though. Whenever that's pulled in other shows and stuff like that, everybody's like, gasp, and then like yeah. that's the big moment. But in Better Call Saul. The judge uh, is annoyed. Yeah, everybody is just <laughs> as annoyed with the shenanigans as like everybody else. They're like, oh, Mr. Goodman. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is the third time you've pulled that trick on right, this yeah. courtroom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, also, ponytail game, super on point. Super on point. Yeah, super you mentioned that point. like three times. She can, that's the source of her power, man. It is. Yeah, She's the little, the little, Samsonette ponytail. Yeah, a little curly do. Yeah, bouncy. Yeah. Very, very I put bouncy. here uh, the old switcheroo. I just put, not Jimmy's client. Yeah. Well, Wants Saul's help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Saul this time. Usually I read Jimmy in my notes. So then we cut to Pollo Hermanos. I like this. I, uh, this part of the episode it's great mm-hmm. yeah it's great so would this be gaslighting <laughs> no no Still not gaslighting. i was actually in a conversation with somebody i just received seven text messages sorry from one person i hate write the whole thing in one message don't give me one line at right, a time. right 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 oh, i like this show see if we, i would edit that out normally um yeah, I was talking to somebody last night who used the phrase gaslighting improperly. And I was just like, we've been doing this on our show all season. Right. <laughs> um, I just wrote, uh, Gus not happy. Well, we talked about Lyle like a couple seasons ago, right? Yeah, because he, like, he had Lyle. that whole super tense scene mm-hmm. um, with the holdup and the gangsters and and the hostage but situation. Lyle's all about, all about uh, Pollos Hermanos. Right, yeah. He's the, got the dedication of... Mm-hmm what Gus likes to see in his employee, whether it be legitimate or nefarious businesses. Yep. My notes say uh, verbatim, Gus not happy with Lyle's bullshit. <laughs> Probably needs an alibi. And that's pretty much what was going on. Yeah. I said something about, oh, he must not have an inner monologue because he just sits there and stares into darkness, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. But yeah, that whole uh, making Lyle, maybe he d- did he gaslight Lyle because he didn't tell him to clean the flat clean flat. He didn't tell him to do it, but he implied that it needed to be done to the point where Lyle volunteered to do it. Right, and then and then he just kept like he he was very uh very vague about what he found distasteful. Right, he was just kind of like, yeah. You know, I, I feel he wasn't mad at Lyle. He was just disappointed. Just disappointed. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually do this to my clients on a regular basis. Make them I, clean your deep yes, fryer. Yes, <laughs> clean my deep fryer. No, but I put it in their head. I like to incept them as I, I think of it. So if I hear something I don't like and I don't think it's good enough, mm-hmm. I'll play it back a few times. And I'll be like, no, I'm just checking something out. And then, and then I'll play it and be like, I guess that's all right or something like yeah. that. And then they'll be like, Oh, you know what? Maybe that's not good enough. And I'm like, Oh, if you want to change it, yeah, you know, yeah. that way it's not me telling them that they suck. Right. They figured out for themselves. Right. But yeah. And, and obviously part of this whole plan is to get the money confiscated. Yeah. To keep the plausibility of the lie going. Right. And then it gives him deniability. Cause he's like, you know, if, if it ever was traced back, he's like, well, I'm not part of this. My asshole employee can't even clean a fucking fryer. Right. You know, exactly. so I waited until he was done. In the and darkness. then it was like he didn't even demand him. Like you said, he, he gaslit, which this might actually be the real definition of gaslighting, and um, made Lyle make the choice to stay and right. redo it. So he didn't force him. Right. So then Lyle can can't even. Come, he can never come back and be like, oh, well, I was forced to stay. And they're like, yeah, you forced him to stay because you wanted this as an alibi. Right. He could be like, I didn't force anybody to do shit, Lyle. Yeah. Lyle chose to stay. Right. Yeah. 
Therefore, that's my case. Best yeah. lawyer ever. Exactly. Right. You could call that Brian guy. <laughs> call that Brian guy. <laughs> <represent> <laughs> me. <laughs> um, and the whole, uh, also the Insider Podcast had a lot of cool stuff about this scene and the, the chase and stuff, which is pretty cool. But uh, we get we get Hank and Gomi. Yeah. On so a was, was, was it on the Insider Podcast about how this happened in Breaking Bad, so now it's officially like crossing into the Breaking Bad? No. Somebody brought this up to me. Uh, somebody brought this up up to me. I think I read it on the OG. So once again, I give a shout out to them every year. Like, mm. Fuck the OG. But um, they said in Breaking Bad... In the first episode, on the news, they talk about how like seven point five million dollars was <laughs> was confiscated by the DEA. Wow! And dead drops. So like, I did not. Yeah, the, yeah. So like, um, so like that's right. Because Saul doesn't come into Breaking Bad till season two, so we yeah. could actually have a crossover season next. Yeah. Season. So like now the wow. timeline. Now the timeline. Now it's happened concurrently. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Plus, in the first episode of Breaking Bad, you get to see titties, and who doesn't like titties? <laughs> Just playing that out there. Yeah, yeah. Also, there isn't uh, anybody that doesn't like boobs. I, I was know. watching a Bob Odenkirk thing on YouTube about about Saul, and he mentioned that the reason Mike Ehrmantraut even exists is because they wanted Saul to do whatever Mike's first job was or something like that, but mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk was unavailable, mm-hmm. so they wrote a new character to do it. Nice. And that was the creation of Mike Ehrman Trout. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that all worked out. Yeah. And then throughout this scene, it keeps cutting back, and Gus just continues to gaslight. Yeah. Lyle. Lyle's just scrubbing away. Elbows. Elbows yeah. for days. I'd Elbow hire grease. Lyle. Yeah. Loyal, hardworking. Loyal Lyle. Um, although, have you seen the movie Whiplash? Dave Fran- Dave, have I ever... <laughs> I already said my last name. Okay. It's fine. Have I ever seen the movie Whiplash? Okay, so... <laughs> There's a scene in Whiplash. It's about I've seen the like har- five movies in my life. Okay, so it's a hardcore band teacher and a drummer is the conflict between the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, jazz band, high school jazz band. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he says one of the trombones is out of tune. So then he picks out one trombone player. He's like, "Were you out of tune or not?" And he's like, kind of hesitates. And he's like, "Were you out of tune or not?" And he ends up throwing him out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, by the way, Johnson, you were out of tune, but he's gone because he didn't know better. Yeah. That's why Lyle's a bad employee. If you say this isn't dirty, and he's like, why? I don't see what's wrong with it. You don't know better. I don't want you working for me. Because mm. if it was me, and I worked hard to clean that, and my boss is like, it's acceptable, or you know, if you think it's good enough, I'd be like, yeah, I scrubbed it. It's clean. It's good enough. See ya. I'm going home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, don't gaslight me. Don't put that doubt right. in my head. I'm not going to, because I've been, I've actually been in that situation before. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm confident in the job I did. And, yeah. and I'd rather have that in my employee. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Okay. A lot like of diatribes it. on this episode. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Yeah, but the well, back the back and forth thing is fantastic. The car chase is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they get their money. He buys everybody beers. Buys everybody beers. Yeah. <laughs> my notes are so stupid. Oh, my I was just reading this trying to make sense of it. And then uh, Mr. Ackers, right? Uh-huh. That's the name of the guy in the house. Mr. Acker. Yeah. So for some reason, like I usually read like at the courthouse or Jimmy enters this, right? Yeah. Or sitting buck ass naked in the, <laughs> so to me, it's so stupid. I wrote as my location description, backer at Ackers. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so in the previous scene, I had written that Never has cleaning a grill been so intense, and I forgot to throw that in there. So for no good reason, but you don't only understand. to mess up your it's joke, like Ackers, only to mess back. up your joke have I said that. And I have parentheses, <laughs> uh, I have in parentheses, he said fucking. He does say fucking. They say that like once a year, right? I think so. It's like a movie that like you get one fucking a yeah. season. Yeah. Something like that. Or, or it's just not edited for the screener and edited for TV or something. I'm an Acker backer. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you just stop to like. No, I acknowledge your joke, Brian. There you go. Now we can move on. <laughs> it's trying so hard. Just wear, wearing you down. You got me. You, you got me back here at Ackers. That's, That's how I got married. You just gotta. Wear, you just gotta wear them down. When you gotta watch football, you gotta watch the Packers. <laughs> Don't be a slacker. <laughs> Don't be a slacker. Watch the Packer back at Ackers. <laughs> <laughs> now that rhyme was pretty whacker. <laughs> We are kind so of rap. Stupid. We do consider ourselves. We did at one point uh, consider ourselves rappers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I could bust a rhyme. What can I say? 
And it's usually on time. Exactly. Yeah. Not always. <laughs> no, not always. Not always. <laughs> no, amongst my friends, I literally have my own time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is my note. Jimmy and Mr. Acker, he said fucking. I like how he did the classic foot in the door, too. The classic foot in the door. Uh, I don't have the balls to do that. Like a vacuum salesman, dude. Yeah, I don't have the balls to do that. Yeah. I won't stick my foot in the door when Trump, somebody's trying to slam it. No. Although it does keep the door open so we can slip them a little. Slip and Jimmy slips him a little. Uh, it's a, it's, it was a little it a bestiality, of, or what was it? It was, it was a picture of uh, it was a picture of a uh, a guy Chip, fucking horse, Chip Conway or whatever. Like right, but wasn't it? I for some reason I thought it was uh, Chip Conway, Kevin. Yeah, it was Kevin, <laughs> the Mesa Verde guy. Yeah, fuck it. I I I like he Kevin made, like, El Green Table, a, a Photoshop fucking a horse. Oh, I thought uh, I thought it was just like maybe he found a picture of a guy actually. He probably it was probably just a regular picture of a dude fucking a horse. But yeah. I was I, yeah, I was like, what if it's funny that he's presenting himself as a lawyer who knows what's going on, and he's like, I have blackmail material of, of this guy fucking a horse. Maybe it is. I don't know. Deep fakes didn't come around until a little bit after uh, Saul, right? Yeah. After the show, kind of a recent thing. I don't know. He, he might have been working off that like early. 2000s version of Photoshop. Of course, you know, I'm sure Kevin does have a business degree and that shit ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the piece. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, okay, so what did you get out of that? I, I wrote here, uh, Kim hires Jimmy to sandbag Mesa Verde. I think she just I hired think we Jimmy. we found out yet, right? Because that no. was kind of like, okay, they set the plan this, in motion. Yeah. It's not exposed what it is. Uh, my interpretation is, is Jimmy... She hired Jimmy as representation for him to actually do the fight, like take him to court, um, hmm. and because she knows, like this Jimmy's successful, he he can win cases. He'll do it, whatever it takes to win a case. So, you, so you so think she Jim can hired throw, him to win the case for, and she's going to throw it, Jim against Kim in court. Okay, that's she what I'm saying. Like, so she set it up so he has to oppose her. Yep, and then she's going to throw the match. Nice. Nice. Like Chuck should have done instead of kicking that fucking lantern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck, yeah. he's so toasty. <laughs> um, so yeah, my prediction, and maybe I mean that could be. No, I was I was kind of the same thought. A big like, thing coming up. A bit that could be yeah, a big. So you she, can make she, that good. A she big hires scene. Jimmy to sandbag mm-hmm. Mesa Verde. Yeah. 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 That's a. Uh, like a wrestling or a fight or like a. It's really unethical jujitsu term you know like like mm-hmm. um like uh when i used to do jujitsu tournaments since i wrestled uh, since i wrestled most of my life i mm-hmm. would always have to go a belt up because i had years of grappling experience right yeah, right and and when you do tournaments like like grapplers quest or like any of these other i think i played that on n64 you may have but <laughs> when when you do that like and you go in and you you basically just to get a, a medal, you know, you have way better experience, but it's kind of on the honor system because nobody knows how many years you practice, you know? Right. And like, so you just basically mollywop everybody. They call it sandbagging because uh-huh. like you're just there for the ego to beat up on people. Yeah. And then, but if you do that, a lot of times they'll ban you from any of the further uh-huh. tournaments and like people will boo you out of the gym because. Yeah. Like it's obvious if you're. It's, it's dishonorable. You're doing, yeah. It's bullshit. Totally. totally dishonorable. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, well, son of a bitch. never caught me. <laughs> well, I've sandbagged people at poker tables, so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just when you're better. That's yeah. when you, you play a weak hand like freaking Crazy 8 should have done. You play the weak hand, but then you just throw a huge bet at the end and just take all their money because you were sandbagging them the whole time. Yeah, I don't follow any of that, man. Anytime you talk poker, I just don't understand. <laughs> uh, sometimes you want to check raise depending on your pot odds, okay? Mm-hmm. So you know you gotta, you gotta calculate your odds, your chances of winning in the long run, and then you you know you make the appropriate. Yeah, you, you don't see too many poker commercials on TV, online poker commercials on TV. Yeah, they all got shut down for gambling stuff. Oh. It might come back though because they've been that's legalized gambling is a thing now. Mm. Uh, sports betting is is being allowed in a lot of states, including ours, because our state is broke. Yeah, well. especially since casinos are shut down for fourteen days now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was talking to a guy last night who works for those. Uh, the gambling machines at the bars and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm about to get slammed. All these gambling addicts can't go to the casino. They're gonna start going to the bars and playing these machines. Yeah, and he's gonna about to get a lot, a lot of work. Good for that guy. Yeah. Um. Except for all those old people touching stuff. I mean, it's no hoarding. It's no hoarding. Uh, Alpine Shepherd boys. <laughs> or alcohol rubbing <laughs> up the alcohol hand sanitizer. Oh yeah. You see that guy? 
No. Some guy basically bought like 17,000 bottles of like drove around with his brother and bought up like all the hand sanitizer with the plan to like sell it at a profit. But Amazon basically took a store away from being an asshole. So now the guy's just stuck with a garage full of like uh, hand sanitizer. Um, So that guy watched an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and got an even worse idea. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. But I'm like. What everybody's like that dude's an asshole and like yeah you know what I mean yeah he's an asshole but like do people not know how to use soap no <laughs> you know what I mean like a bar of soap well, because take, the bar is antibacterial and what's going around is a virus <laughs> now it's still dumb no matter what right yeah like, like I I shower I shower twice a day just because like I re- I will I don't turn on any I turn it up the hottest possible mm-hmm. and I will take like a thirty five minute shower twice a day. I did not even shower today. That's how gross I am. That's okay. No need to. You still look debonair. Oh, thank you. But um, <laughs> but like my wife was telling me about this and I'm like laughing. I'm like because that's so asshole and it's funny and it's funny that it bit him in the ass. Just uh-huh. you know, he wasn't doing anything illegal, but just like as being like a bro. You know, he was got <laughs> he was not he was not being very dude right yeah <laughs> he was not being very dude but then yeah. i was like asking my wife i'm like i shower twice a day for like total combined of my day like an hour and 20 minutes of my day is spent in the shower just because it's just something i enjoy yeah but i'm like you're uh, really good at showering and i'm not even like a, am not even like a uh, a clean freak or anything like that i just like taking a really hot shower mm-hmm. like and i'm like I've had the same bar of soap in my shower that I use every day and it's had to have lasted me a fucking year. Like, what is everybody freaking out about? Like, you have one bar of soap it'll, like, clean a family of six for, like, three years. Well, now it's like you touch anything. Like, I touch this chair. Oh, hand sanitizer. I touch my face. Oh, hand sanitizer. You got, I, before you go to the bathroom, hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. After you go to the bathroom, hand sanitizer. Yeah, at my work, they suggested that people start doing, like, the elbow bump. We were doing that last night at the bar, yeah. And it, was, it was pretty funny. Uh, one, of, one of the... Um, I was walking, shaking everybody's hands, like, oop. Right. Well, well, one of our clients walks in the office, and like, we went to shake hands, and then we're like, fist bump, and and I was just like, all right, what are we supposed to do? I'm like, because I'm like, if you're cool with shaking hands, I'm cool with shaking hands, because I am not concerned about this at all. (laughs) Then we shook hands, and I'm like, because I'm like, I know how to use soap. Right. But anyway, everybody's freaking out about the lack of like hand sanitizer. It's like, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. For thousands of years, people have used soap, and now all of a sudden, like you have to have hand sanitizer. I want to make another "Always Sunny in Philadelphia" reference because there's an episode where there's a flu breakout. They quarantine themselves in the bar, and Frank ends up bathing in hand sanitizer. <laughs> and at the end, he's just he's like in his underwear, shaves all his hair off, and he's just crawling around on the floor. And there's like a slime trail of hand sanitizer, and he's head to toe covered in it. But he has to go to the hospital because that's not good for you, right? <laughs> um. Then we finally get to see Jimmy throwing shit at Howard's car. Finally. Yeah. Man, two things we've always wanted to see from Jimmy finally come to fruition. Naked, throwing shit at Howard's car. Yeah. It's about goddamn time. I'm I'm done with this podcast now. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so. Not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not super proud of Jimmy for this. Not super proud of Jimmy for this. I'm, I'm not happy with Jimmy, and here's why. Um, He's a piece of shit. <laughs> No, well, <laughs> one, in general, it's kind of a dickhole thing to do, obviously. Uh-huh. But uh, he also did it in the most obvious fashion possible. Right. No, he hid from the camera. Shifty eyes again. But I don't think he did. No. Because he kept popping up over the over the gate. Like, yeah, I think Howard's going to know he did it. Maybe yeah. he wants Howard to know he did it. It's probably going to be. Why one else of those, do it? It's kind of. It's going to be one of those things, like. Um, like, like no. for example, I, I took my wife to Home Goods today. <laughs> He's observant. He's as observant as the Albuquerque Police Department. <laughs> right. Or it'll be like one of these things. Like yeah. I took my wife to Home Goods today. Okay. And I didn't feel like parking because everybody's acting like it's the end of the world. You yeah. Know, and it's it's next to like a grocery store and people are freaking out. And uh so I just like pull up not over a yellow curb, but there's like a spot where, you know, just a regular curb. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I I park there, and I park there all the time when we go there, and I never had an issue. But today, the security guy patrolling the lot, he's like, he's like, hey, you can't park there. And I'm like, I'm not parked. And he's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not parked. And the guy's like, you have to move your car. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not parked. And then he just kind of gave up. <laughs> and um, gaslighting, you gaslit him, right? You, so you, I think, you, you I think, put doubt in his head that you were actually parked. Yeah, like I, I, so, I don't know. Stuff that has no real consequence in life, it always cracks me up just to deny something I'm very obviously doing. Yeah. Like as I'm doing it. Yeah. And um maybe that's what'll happen is like Howard will be like, I knew you threw shit through my car. Like, 
No. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, that was some other guy. Yeah. I heard that happen one time when somebody shot a window out with a BB gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't a window. It was the back window of his car. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> okay, so like 20 I thought years ago. I thought you were talking about me. Oh, no. Oh, because I totally... My parents don't listen to the show, right? Yeah. No, there's a thing that I did when I was a child that my mom's been blaming my brother for our entire lives, and I will never fess up to it. Really? I might have fessed up to it once. Oh. Now that we're adults. Yeah. But it was, yeah, shooting out windows with a BB gun. <laughs> and I straight up just put BBs through the window just because I was a dumbass. Like, I don't know. I want to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And, and my brother used to have BB gun wars with his friends, so they always blamed it on that. But I know for a fact that I fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when you and I used to have, uh, when when I lived at the apartment that I spoke about before that I, I had to go to court over the yeah. and stuff like that. And remember, I, I stole like a steel barrel, and we used to have bonfire parties so big that like the radio station would come on. Yeah. Well, the guy that lived above me was living with his girlfriend, and uh, I had a BB gun. And just being funny one day, I looped it over my shoulder like a cowboy. Ah. And it's like, boom, and it hit his back windshield and shattered it. Oh. And like, so that sucked, but I was. <laughs> It was funny, and I was drunk, and I completely forgot about it until like the next day. Let's say his name is Dan. Comes down, and he's like, he's like, uh, "Hey Brian, um, did you shoot out my window?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, "You shot out my window." <laughs> I'm like, "No, don't think it. No, no, I didn't." And he's like, "Come on, dude." Like, I know it was you. He's like, you're the only one in this apartment building with a BB gun. He's like, <laughs> you were drunk and running around like an idiot yesterday with it, like shooting at cans in the parking lot. He's like, all I want you to do. He's like, I'm not even mad. He's like, I just want you to admit that you shot out my window. I'm like, I didn't do that, Dan. <laughs> He's like, well, who did it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. It, it always makes me laugh to this day. Like, I'm like, what an asshole <laughs> to, to, to do. He wasn't even mad or looking for money, but just for right. some reason. He like, just wanted a confession. For, for my own amusement, I was just like, no, mm. no. It wasn't me, man. I'm like, I don't know. You might want to ask my roommate or something. He's like. And he's like, I saw you with the gun. <laughs> and you were the only person here. <laughs> and I was just like. Like, no, not no, me, man. Some kids running around the neighborhood. Yeah, bunch of dicks. Bunch of dicks shooting out windows, throwing glasses in it or man, glass really, bottles in it. This is the, the Brian shattered glass episode. Right, right. Of uh, Appropriately, since Jimmy just shattered Howard's mm-hmm. glass all yeah. over the place. Yeah, so uh, that's what I want to see happen is, is Howard be like, dude, I fucking know right. <laughs> you did this. And Jimmy be like, mm, no. <laughs> the, the thing is, so... It's been established Howard really just wanted to make amends for Jimmy being treated so bad, yeah. mostly because he was kissing Chuck's ass right, and, and following Chuck. So now he's been slighted, and uh, I want to see what happens when the the nice guy explodes. I'm hoping they go with that. Like, he just unleashes hell. Would Howard? Be fucking awesome. Yeah, Howard just goes ape shit or, like... Well, Somehow. I think it's established that he runs like marathons and shit like that, and then he hopped like the fence. Right, that's right. He did have that one, yeah, that one scene we talked yeah. about with him yeah, in jib jab yeah. with the PFAB. Yeah, uh, his 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 agility. Yeah, but yeah, I want to see what happens if he just tries to go scorched earth on Jimmy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be. But I don't know if they have time for that, knowing that you know he's got to be solved. Well, they got eighteen episodes left. It's so. true. It's true. But he, it's not like he can spend two years in jail. mm Hmm. Yeah. Or any time in jail at this point. Mm-hmm. What if it's a classic case if he like sets a big elaborate trap for Jimmy or something and gets himself caught up in it? Right, right. Yeah, he like, tries to maybe gaslight <laughs> <laughs> or frame. I'll use the word frame. He tries to frame Jimmy for something, but then ends up, ends mm-hmm. up getting in trouble. Yeah. Like busts out Kim's window or something, you know, some stupid shit. Like or, that. or he puts like a really large box propped up by a stick. Right. Right, and then he thinks that, and he puts like money in it, thinking that like Saul's gonna go in, yeah, and he's gonna pull the stick out, and the box is gonna trap Saul, right? But instead, he's like, "Oh man, I totally, <laughs> I could use five bucks," and then he pulls it out and then traps himself with the box, right? That right. I'm not gonna lie, when I first started saying setting a trap, mm-hmm. that is the trap I was thinking of. <laughs> but I or was your going classic, 
your classic snare, like in the cartoons, yeah. like it'll whip him by his leg when he right. walks back past it. Yeah. See, my mind was literal. I was speaking metaphorically and meaning metaphorically, but in my mind, I was picturing actual mm-hmm. crappy cartoon booby traps. <laughs> right. yeah. And then Jimmy's going to paint the tunnel on the wall. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that been awesome? Like that chase scene last season with Mike and Lalo. Yeah. And Mike got just painted like a tunnel. <laughs> and then at first, Lalo runs into it. But then when he, he doesn't understand, so then he the second try, he makes it into the tunnel. Right. But then you just see him run back out, followed by a freight train for some reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me, I watched Space Jam last week, and that movie's terrible. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know, Space Jam sucks. <laughs> Speaking of cartoonish stuff in the human world. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I love a soundtrack, though. Yeah, except I... I got my people mixed up, and I thought that it's a, no Batman a, Forever. Sound. I thought a Seal song was an R. Kelly song, and I was making bad jokes about Seal and Seal. All he did was marry Heidi Klum. I mean, he didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, he was kissed by a rose mm-hmm. from Titanic. The most, the most romantic of all the Batmans. Batman Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good yes. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. City of Justice. Me, kill me, throw me. Yeah, smash it up. Um, Offspring wrote a song for it. Smash yep, it up. Kiss from a rose. The Gotham City. Yeah, by R. Kelly. Yeah. And um, some other person. What, whatever the fuck Eraser's song was about. Erasure. Not Eraser. Erasure. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's all I remember. The yeah. E2 song. It's a good song. Yeah. Anyway, here's <laughs> Wonderwall. All the roads we have to walk <laughs> and Figure out where the song we left off. And all the lights that lead you there are blinding. There are many things that I would like to say to you, but I don't know how. So anyway, Mike's drunk <laughs> and returns. Around. Apparently, the road he has to walk is winding, or at least he's winding through a straight path. That's right, and he's uh, he's there for round two. Round two uh-huh. fight. Yep. So thug. <laughs> Apparently, somebody when they chose they chose this fight, they uh, they upped their strength on the kid's side this time, and not mm-hmm. on Mike's side because they really whooped his ace. Pull the same bullshit move though. Yeah. Like gar- grab by the shoulder and whip him around. But he's ready for it this time. Yeah. Mike's yeah. got to learn. Mike's Mike's kind of a one-trick pony, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I even put on here, quote, Mike gets that ass beat. <laughs> I, I, I put they took his appendix. Why the hell did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because he wakes up in the in the weird hotel. Like oh, yeah, the, that's right. It's, it's like the urban legend where you wake up and your right, kidney's yeah. missing, but it was on the front. So I was like, oh, they took his appendix. So they actually kind of did him a favor. Right, yeah. And the the end of episode. Mission from Big Gunfight. What the hell does that mean? Mission from Big Gunfight. I have Mission from Big Gunfight. I don't. Oh, he wakes up in the mission. He wakes up in that like hotel Mm -hmm. complex. Yep. And I remember there being a gun, big gunfight there from Mm -hmm. one of the shows. Gotcha. (laughs) I think it was Breaking Bad, but I'm not sure. I don't uh, remember what scene that was this from. Is so but. off the rails, but that's okay. Maybe we should just do it like this from now on. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's see what our fans think. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, long long story short, here's Wonderwall. Yep. <laughs> I said maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me, and after all. You're my wonder. I the chords. Is that how it goes? I forgot how it goes, actually. <laughs> and then there's the Rhodes part on the piano that's like. Oh, you can't hear the piano. Damn it. I do have a Rhodes sitting next to me. I was going to try and play the piano part. Oh, shit. Well, we've learned a lot today. Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> We've learned that Jimmy's uh, very immature, childish, and does things we're not proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that uh, Kim is willing to be slipping Kimmy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple times this season. 
Yeah. She's kind of stooped A to his tra- tactics and B hired him for his tactics. Mm-hmm. Regardless yeah. of how on point her ponytail game is. And uh Howard's remorseful. Yeah, Howard want he just he just <laughs> wants to make amends. Yep. Lyle. Make amends because he ruined his bends. Mm-hmm. No, they can't be friends. <laughs> and uh maybe that's how the story ends. HHM <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> and then there's Lyle. And then there's Lyle. And then there's Lyle. Well, I guess with that, we'll see. We'll see after we watch episode five hundred five because we don't have the screener. If you want to uh, comment on Dave and I's awesome singing, please make sure to hit yeah. us up at ISDM Podcast. <laughs> Check can, out our band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we actually. You can also. Um, you can also uh, ask for legal advice. What what have you? Uh, we'll talk to you sometime next week. Try not to get coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. Wash your hands. And uh, try not to freak out because panicking doesn't help anything. Right. Just do what you're told. Submit to the government. Obey everything that they say because Big Brother's watching out for you. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. I yes. Think, <laughs> I think that's the real lesson of everything. And I'm, I'm hoping as we talk quieter, you can be, uh, you can hear the soothing sounds of. I didn't mention the band, the Alex Hoffer band. Yeah. Playing downstairs right now with the horn section of the band that I play in the Big Land. Yeah. But yes, the Alex Hoffer band. They did the theme song that you're about to hear after I say our closing line. Mm-hmm. And uh, check them out at Alex Hoffer Band or alexhoffermusic.com. Nice. Or Spotify Alex Hoffer. Nice. Or other things of social media, A-L-E-X-H-O-F-F-E-R. Featuring Tom Mislowski on bass and Donico Nudie on drums and Andy Ross on guitar. Yes. Call us idiots, call us unions, whatever, just call us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man.